Wormtown. Wormtown. Yeah. I yeah. thought you said Wormtown, no. but that was just your accent. Sorry. Warm. W- worm. Wormtown. <laughs> Wormtown. Worm as in the little insect. Yes, yes. The Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, episode 262. The Haagen-Dazs brand was established by two Americans, and the name was made up to sound Danish and sophisticated. The Danish language does not actually use umlauts, also known as those two little dots. Haagen-Dazs, how posh. I think at this point, it's pretty obvious that I'm a member of the carry-ons only club. And in fact, the only time I check my bag is when I'm bringing home liquor, wine, or beer from around the world for family members, whether that be gin from the UK, beer from around the world, wine from Italy. And what's great about the Tortuga backpack is it's the perfect size for carrying on, but it can also hold that stuff if you do have to check your bag. So if you're looking for the perfect travel carry-on backpack, go to tortugabackpacks.com and don't forget to use the promo code EPOP. E-P-O-P, all capital letters, because that'll get you 10% off your entire order. Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and joining me today is someone whose back is going to hurt at the end of this episode because she's going to be carrying it, my wife and constant travel companion, (laughs) Heather. I wasn't sure where you were going with that, but um, yeah, I guess I probably have more to say about the topic of this podcast than you do. Yeah, well, and it's going to be a mini episode. We're going to try to keep ourselves. We said under 20 minutes, then we went to 25, then we said 30. Uh, either way, it's probably going to, we're going to try to keep it minier than normal. Between okay? 20 and 30. Between 20 it's and 30. It's a challenge. It's a challenge. We like to challenge ourselves here in the new year, but we've got four things we're going to break down for you today. The best coffee in 2016, the best wine, the best desserts, and the best beer Heth, you're a connoisseur of all four of those. <laughs> wow. I mean, I wouldn't call myself a connoisseur, but I do like to drink a lot of those things and eat a lot of those things. Yeah. So you're going to be filling us in on the coffee and wine. You're going to be hopping in. Both of us are going to talk about our desserts. And then both of us are going to be talking about beer. Because when we did this last year, you weren't as near into beer as I was. So it was like you did the wine. I did, did, the, did yeah, the beer. But as now- near into beer. I mean, I definitely like beer. I still think you like it a bit more than me. As case in point, the day you had in Barcelona. Two days ago, yes. I, without me. Um, yeah, I had a good time. <laughs> and uh, that's in 2017, which one of those beers will be on my list because it was tied for the best beer I've ever had, including with one that I had in 2016. Mm. Foreshadowing, you're going to hear about all about that. So before we hop into it very quickly, this is our 2016 year in review. We said there was going to be three parts, but we lied. There's actually going to be four parts. So we've already done part one. That's already out. You can get that. That was all our stats and superlatives of 2016. Best accommodation, worst accommodation, all the amount of places we slept, everything like that. Part two was our 22 best meals. 
And we had to break out and do a part three with the, which is this one, with the coffee, wine, desserts, and beer, because we knew, well, we were going to ramble a bit about it. And people love this. I, I hope. Think, I think. <laughs> and then part four, which will be coming out very shortly, is just going to be our twenty or our best experiences of 2016. So we've got a four-part series of our year in review for 2016. Also, don't forget, we're doing a fun new thing called EPOP Scavenger Hunt. Hashtag EPOP Scavenger Hunt. So if you're on social media, follow us on Instagram, on Twitter, at Pack of Peanuts. EPOP Scavenger Hunt. We're buying drinks around the world at cool places. There's already a coffee um, or hot chocolate or flat white or cappuccino or whatever. Bought for, or tea. Or tea. Bought for an e-popper at Coffee Works and Press in Galway, Ireland. The first person to get there, you get a free drink. So you can find out all the details about that. Hashtag ePop Scavenger Hunt on Twitter or on Instagram. You'll find that and you can see all the rules. Uh, basically, if you get there first, you get a free drink and you just have to take a picture and tell us that you got there. So that's how that goes. Pretty that's sweet a, deal. That's Yeah, pretty sweet deal. That's all I have to say about that. Let's get right into it. We've got to keep it mini, so we got to yeah, get through this. Yeah, let's roll on. We're going to start. What do you want to start with? Because we've got four categories here. Um, let's start with coffee, because you begin the day with coffee. And then I'll go on to wine, because you end the day with wine. And then, well, I guess you end it with desserts Dessert. and beer. Too. Yeah. Ah, okay. All right, well, so it's happy hour. I don't know. In Spain, they may drink wine before noon. Yeah, a lot of times. All right, let's start with coffee, though. And uh, this is something I can't speak to, other than the fact that I spent a lot of time in coffee shops for someone who doesn't drink coffee. Well, I have to give a little shout out to you to begin this because lately you've been so on the ball. You've been researching the best coffee shops for me and surprising me with them. I hate the look on your face when you get a bad coffee. <laughs> and I just want you, I know it's something you love. And so if we're going to go get coffee, we might as well go to one of the best places. So I like to do some research. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Okay, so I have five places. My number five is a place in Asheville. We went to a donut place there called Vortex, and they actually have really good coffee too. So if you're in Asheville, get a donut at Vortex and also get a coffee there. It's really yummy. Are we going to be talking about a donut somewhere else in Asheville later on the show. I'm not going to spill the beans. Uh, oh, oh, pun intended. Pun All right, intended. on to your number four. Spill coffee those joke. coffee beans. Uh, number four is kind of a dual one for two places that are in our area, one being One Shot Cafe in Philadelphia, which consistently makes really good coffee, and the other one in Phoenixville, Sultane. I don't know if any of you will ever be in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania, but if you are, it also has really good coffee. Number. So why did you feel like you were allowed to put those together? Just breaking the rules? Just <laughs> well, because that's they... a general area. Oh. It's a general area. Yes, covering so... 30 miles, <laughs> this general area, sucked up into the coffee. It's our, it's our home turf, so I All felt right. like I could get away with that. Sounds good. Number three is a place in Miami called Dirt, which is kind of a funny name. It might put you off, but I had a iced lavender latte there, which was incredibly refreshing in the sweltering days of June in Miami. So that's also a great spot if you're ever in Miami. I do kind of think it's cool when a place thinks that it's so good and I guess is so good that they can name like they can name it dirt. They can name a coffee shop dirt, which is you're like, this is totally um, counterintuitive and not what you expect. But I guess it works. If it's that good, it works. And it's a really cute trendy spot you know it's all about like farming and local ingredients oh, and stuff it, like sure. that yeah i mean so it was really cool all right number three was dirt number three was dirt number two which i've kind of done again with a twofer go for mm. 
I have nothing to say about coffee, so you can take my answer to just wrap and, up. And they're not in our home turf. They're in Vancouver, British Columbia. And one is called Prado. And Prado Cafe, and it's a really nice shop. Great coffee. It's a great place to work from. When I was in Vancouver, I was doing a little bit, little bit of work, and I went here and spent the afternoon in this little cafe shop, which was was great. Also, oh, Revolver has really nice coffee. I mean, Vancouver has lots of great coffee shops. You can't really go wrong. But those two are my favorite. And drum roll, please. Your number drum one coffee for, for twenty sixteen. One is Blom, which is in Bergen. Norway. And the reason I like this, they had good coffee for sure. I mean, it definitely was tasty. It wasn't the best coffee I've ever had. I mean, it's up there, but it was more the experience of going there. It was in a cute little area next to the university. And you're in Bergen. It was August, but it was cold. Yeah, it was a little rainy. Yeah, it was dreary. Right. It was a perfect coffee shop day. It was, and it's such a cozy coffee shop. I mean, you were there with me at this one, and they had nice sandwiches and stuff like that, too. So even if you don't like coffee, I mean, I would go there if you're in Bergen. Yeah, there was another coffee shop we went to in Bergen that had that really good apple pie, too. Yes. Their coffee wasn't as good. I know, and I can't remember the name of it. But Bergen is this town that does seem kind of built for coffee shops because you're there on the edge of Norway. It's always going to be kind of rainy, dreary, stuff like that. Definitely great for ducking the coffee shop. All right. So after you get your coffee fix, it's immediately time to move on to wine, obviously. So I have only four places for wine because believe it or not, 2016 wasn't a big wine year for us. We didn't go to a lot of wineries. I mean, the year before we were in Cape Town, which was amazing. Yeah, but, if you want some good advice on, on some good wineries, uh, in 2015, we did do a lot, so you can listen to the podcast from last year. But the only thing I have to say about wine before you get into your list is the fact that I cannot believe that there is no boxed wine of the month club. <laughs> For my dad, I wanted to get him something unique. He doesn't care about having like super nice wine. Boxed wine you know, stays better longer. It's better value. All about the value. And I wanted to get him a boxed wine of the month, Like, and they would send it to him. And I thought, this has to exist. And, and I searched the internet and there was nothing I could find. So if anyone out there is entrepreneurial, knows anything about wine or wants to wants a good thing, boxed wine of the month, I think there could be something I, there. I think you're onto something. I, yeah. I would so not take be surprised. That, someone please take that idea and run with it. And let me know if you do, because then I have a gift for my dad for next Christmas. Yeah, I would also accept that gift for sure. So would I. <laughs> if I'm <laughs> yeah, going to drink I mean, wine, it should come from a box. Also- That's kind of my wine <laughs> taste right there. <laughs> You have been liking wine more often, and it's been very enjoyable because you'll actually split wine with me and order wine. Especially when you're in Europe and it's like two euros for a glass. I like wine a lot more when it's cheap. It's cheaper than water. So I have only four experiences. I'll start with number four, which, I mean, all of them were actually pretty cool. Number four was something that we did together. We stayed at a winery when we were in Georgia. So you can kind of speak to this experience. It was called, I believe, Twin Twins Old Cellar. Twins Old Cellar. And, you know, we're in the country of Georgia, so it's not heavily touristed. We only found out about this because our friend Johnny, our friend whom we met in Georgia, tour guide who hooked us up with this whole thing, recommend us go to this twin cellar, old twin cellar winery and spend the night there. So we drive up and it's in the middle of nowhere. I mean, we would never have been able to find it on our own. I don't know. We had Akko, our driver, who we've mentioned in numerous podcasts, take us there. And it was just really beautiful. And we were, there was only like three other people staying there. Yeah, it was really cool. It was I mean, a really neat spot. the wine was okay. It wasn't anything that I would 
die to have. But it was a really cool experience. Yeah, uh, it was beautiful. It was cheap. And it was a great little place to stay. So Twins Old Cellar in Signagi, um, Georgia. Yeah, outside Signagi. Outside Signagi. To be clear. But anyway, um, my third experience was also in Georgia. And this one was really cool because they had amazing wine. We went to a wine bar. So in Tbilisi and probably all over Georgia, but in Tbilisi, they have a lot of wine bars. You can just go and taste lots of local wines. Fun fact, Georgia has the oldest wine region in the world. In the world. So they're pretty adept at making wine and they do a lot of organic wines, which is very different than a lot of other countries around the world. So we went to this wine bar called Vino Underground and I have a picture on my iPhone of a bottle of red wine called Jaqueli, J-A-K-E-L-I, that both Trav and I really liked. If you remember. I, I don't remember you don't much, remember. but I remember <laughs> having a fun time there and drinking too much wine that my head hurt the next yes, day. Yes, well, it was a great wine bar. My wine... Um, my wine tolerance, not not so high. Like two two glasses in, yeah, I forget a lot of stuff. And my second one is actually also, or my number two, is also in Georgia. We did a winery tour of a really large, one of the largest wineries in Georgia called Cariba Winery. And we learned about how they make the wineries like in those barrels underground sister yeah underground i don't remember what they called them but they put these barrels underground to let them ferment it's really neat it's really cool the wine tour was very well done the wine was good it was really fun it was like in an old cave basically and one of our first days in georgia so a unique cool experience to have there really unique and cool and then my number one wine experience which i mean there were only two options for wine one white and one red and i had a glass of white which was a good glass, but the reason it was so special is because it was, I think, our first full day in Oslo, in Norway, and we were with your parents, and we were with Jason from Zero to Travel, and we were at this beautiful outdoor restaurant, and we were just looking over the whole like port in Oslo, and the sun was going down, and we all had a glass of wine, and it was magical. And it was kind of expensive. Actually, uh, it was really expensive. Yeah, it was really expensive. And it's not something we would typically really do, like just spend, I don't know how many. Yeah, it was probably like 15 euros for a glass of oh, wine. Oh, at least. It might have even been 20. But your dad yeah. was buying, actually, which I didn't know when I ordered the wine, <laughs> so I only got one. But um, it was really special, and I just remember that moment as being a really nice night. And you have to mention the name of it, or are you just oh, going to leave people hanging? No, just sorry. say, oh, just the port in Oslo. <laughs> just the port in Oslo. So I couldn't find the name of the restaurant, but it's the only restaurant that's up on this hill next to Acker's House. Acker's House Fortress. Acker's House Fortress, which, which I probably am not saying that correctly. But there's only one restaurant up there. And it has an outdoor space. Yeah. So, very easy to find. Find the fortress, find. which is easy to find because it's right at the port. Go up there and there's a restaurant. You can sit and have an awesome sunset. All right. So coffee, wine. There we go. There we go. Let's move on from wine. Why don't we move right then into the beer? I mean, we're already yeah. on this train. We're on the booze All right. train. We're going to be so. mixing it up here. You know, Going from wine right to beer. And both of us have six different beers listed as, you know, counting down from, from six to one. Um, our favorite beers of the year or our favorite beer experiences. Some of them are experiences. Some of them are specific beers. So Heth, why don't you start with your number six? Well, I have a shout out. 
Okay. <laughs> I'm breaking every rule yeah, in this I'll podcast. Just, I'll just, I'm going to not say because anything the rest of the podcast. Because you said that I had to carry this podcast, so I'm taking your role, whereas you there are you always breaking the rules. I felt like it was fair if I broke the give rules. A, give a shout out Okay, here. my shout out is going to the Eagle and Child in Oxford, and we both had a beer there, and I, my beer was good. I don't remember exactly what it was, but... It was more the experience of being at this super old pub that famous writers like C.S. Lewis had been at writing in this pub. It was just really cool, like surreal. I loved it. Okay. Yeah. I was a cool little bar. I mean, it's it's like any, you know, you go into these old towns in the UK and it's pretty crazy that, you know, they'll have 15 bars that are yeah. as old as the country of yeah. the United States. I mean, States like J.R.L. Like Tolkien wrote in there. They had like writers groups in this pub. I mean, it was really cool. I don't think Trav really geeked out as much as nope. I did. I don't know why, but I was really excited and like texting my other friends who would appreciate it more than Trav. But all right. So there's your shout out. Cool. Eagle yeah. and Child in Oxford. Um, what is your number six? My number six is Warm Town Brewery in Worcester, Mass. Warm Town. Wormtown. Yeah. I yeah. thought you said Wormtown, no. but that was just your accent. Sorry. Warm. W- worm. Wormtown <laughs> Brewery. Wormtown. Worm as in the little insect. Yes. Yes. Wormtown worm Brewery in Worcester, Mass. <laughs> in Worcester, Mass. So I went on a little road trip with my sister and we happened to stop at this brewery because we were getting close. We were going to New Hampshire and we wanted to stop for a beer. Why yeah, they not? they couldn't make it more than three hours <laughs> without make. drinking. It was four hours. Okay. okay. And we stopped at this brewery. We had a beer called Be Hoppy, which is just fun because they have great brand with this really big, you know, like be happy, smiley face. And it's a good IPA. So I just really loved that. And it was in January. So it kind of like started the year off on a fun, happy note. And you brought one home for me. And it was it, it was good. good I would definitely recommend stopping there. If, if you're on a long drive, you need to pull over and go to Wormtown. <laughs> well, we only had one. <laughs> uh, I'm going to, uh, speaking of being on road trips and stopping at breweries, which is one of the things we do. My number six is the New England Brewing Co. And New England Brewing Co., only has they have this like little tap room that's off an exit in Connecticut, my least favorite state to drive through. I hate driving through Connecticut. Yeah, and the exit that it is off is ugly. And it was it's really not, hard to find. Yeah, but it's like industrial and we had heard New England Brewing Co. had really good beer and we can't get it down in Philly. And so we stopped and they don't even sell you you can't buy cans there. You can only and you can't even buy pints to drink there. You can only have tasters. But they had like four IPAs all one was called G Bot, one was called Locust Rain. All four of them were really, really good. We tried to get then cans at the um, distributor Bottle right next door. And- they didn't have them. So, uh, but New England Brewing Co. Really, really good beer. Good so, beer. if you're driving through there, go get some samplers. I think you can fill growlers um, and stuff like that. But just a, I mean, a really, really good brewery. Awesome. My number five is in Canada, in Vancouver, and I went to this place with some of my girlfriends. It's called 33 Acres Brewing or Brewery. And it's a super cool spot. And they have amazing beer. I, I mean, they didn't have like the hoppiest beer I've ever had, but they had generally really good beer, good food, great vibe. And I just had the best night there. So, man, a lot overall, of good nights and a lot of a drinking lot of without nights, me. Hey, jeez, all these. Well, the Eagle and Child was with you. You didn't even appreciate it. So <laughs> Maybe that, that's, that's why, what happens. I guess that's what happened. <laughs> um, another, my number five is is with Heather again, because I only enjoy myself when I have her by my side. Except in Barcelona. <laughs> <laughs> except, except in Barcelona and in Israel, which we've talked about, which is one of my best travel experiences ever. Oh, um, okay. So it goes both ways. My number five is... The Courtyard Brewing Company in New Orleans, it's a pretty new brewing company, and 
they had a beer. So what's cool about that place is they have their own beers and their own beers are very good. Um, you know, I wouldn't say they're the best I ever had, but they're cons- you know, if you have four of them, all of them are well above average. But they also have a ton of really hard to get craft beers from all over the world, and some even on tap, which is neat. So, I got one called the Waldo 420, which is by Lagunitas. Which, if you're a little bit of beer nerd, you know Lagunitas because they, you know, their IPAs on tap a lot of places, and they make really good beers. The Waldo 420 is like a seasonal special one. This thing is a bomb it's 11 and a half percent yeah it was so strong that because trav drove us there and he usually drives just because and he was like head i can't drive after drinking this beer no after having one beer and then this one you were like drunk yeah i was like (laughs) we're not doing this is crazy so uh the waldo 420 from lagunitas was a killer beer it was a bomb at 11 and a half percent you know, it's not there all the time, but make your way to Courtyard Brewing Company in New just Orleans. see what they've got. They've got a lot of cool stuff. They've got a cool little outdoor area. It's just very simple. bare bones and simple. And you can tell these guys really like beer and they get some good stuff. Yeah, definitely cool vibes there. My number four is another one that Trav has been to, but always likes to talk a little smack on. If you have any idea what I could be talking I about. I believe it falls in that 30-mile <laughs> radius that just encapsulates everything around our house that can just get sucked up into one number. Um, yeah, Tired Hands in Ardmore, Pennsylvania, yes, outside of Philadelphia. That is my number four. It is an excellent brewery. Not only do they have great beer, they also have fantastic food. Really good food. And Trav likes to hate on it, but they have, number one, a really great IPA that's always on tap, always. And they have like, you know, a couple of them was like a Saison, I think that they always have. But then they do this really cool thing where they always experiment. So they always have cool beers. They do a lot of collaborations with other super fun, amazing, cool breweries. And I don't understand why Trav doesn't like this place more. But every chance I get, I go again with my sister because she also loves it. I have to leave Trav at home because he's never wanting to go there. I like tired hands, but I think it's just overhyped. It gets so much publicity. It's you know because no, it's where we're from, so we hear people talking about. It. Like you're such a hater. <laughs> I, it's it's a listen. If you're around the Philadelphia area, tired hands is definitely worth it. I do love that they experiment with stuff. So if you go and get like a sampler of eight of their beers, you're probably gonna hate five of them. You might like t- like you might love two of well, them. Well, if might you're be Travis, like, you might I, hate five. I don't of know. Them. Some are awful, but I do appreciate that they experiment because all eight will taste drastically different from each other which is cool so yeah. let me give them a shout out for that i just don't love them as much as heather so if she yeah. likes something more than well, me i like to pick her on he, about it does. as a lot of you probably know and he does the last time i was there i just want to say one thing that i had this amazing beer that they collaborated i think it was with hill farmstead maybe and travis wasn't there and i tried to get some for him and actually the guy ended up giving me the last can they ever had and did you yes. didn't i give it to you and you yes, didn't like and it i didn't like it so weird yeah, and i thought it was amazing moving on to something right, i do like my number four <laughs> is this is a bar that's probably one of my favorite bars in the world and also a beer that I got there. So I'm I'm wrapping that up. This Hmm. is the House of Trembling Madness in York um, in England. We did touch on this a little bit in our Best Meals podcast, but um, it's just a really cool... It's hard to find. It's in a... It's in a um, building from like the 1500s. So you walk in... Definitely the the oldest bar we've ever yeah, been in you walk in and the first floor is like a bottle shop and then you go up these stairs into kind of like the rafters i mean it's not like you're not in the rafters, but it's really small little area that's then like they have draft beers and you can get food up there and then on the bottom floor in the basement is a huge liquor store um with like 
120 different types of gin. So the beer that I got there that I had been searching out was called the Bloody Notorious, a double IPA. It's a blood orange IPA done by Beavertown, which is actually a really good UK craft brewer. Um, and again, I think this is seasonal, but I had a great beer, this Bloody Notorious, at an awesome bar, the House of Trembling Madness. Um, so they won't have it there all the time, but go there. They have you know hundreds of beers. It was a really cool spot, and I, I have to give it to Trav that he knows how to pick them, I guess, sometimes. Yeah, I don't know why you're rolling your eyes at me well, during I'm that one, because it's because an awesome like, place. It's such an awesome place that, of course, your favorite one is in like the oldest pub in the world and well, really cool, but I, not hipster, just like old school cool. Sure. You said it, not me. <laughs> Old number, school cool. Get to your number three. My number three is Smith & Lentz, which is in Nashville, in East Nashville, I believe. And they had pretty good beer, but they had one beer that I was so obsessed with. We, we basically kept getting little samples just to share. And I kept getting another sample of this one because it was so good. And it was um, just a mosaic IPA. I think that's what they called it. It didn't have any special name. I don't know if they still have it right now, but if they do... Check it out because I loved it. It was really good. And they have ping pong tables in there, which they is always do. really cool. They do. My number three, another really cool brewery uh, that changes their beers all the time. So we've gone twice now and they always have different stuff on tap and they usually have about eight on tap at a time. And they have, usually we tend, as we talk, kind of drink a lot of IPAs and a lot of, a lot of double IPAs and stuff like that. But at Burial Brewing Co. in Asheville... Yeah. They okay. everything they did was awesome. They had it like a chocolate porter that I really loved. So they just do. It they is had, very they had good. some like chocolate saison, some really crazy styles, and um, they just they just brew all types of stuff. And it's a great little place. Um, it it used to be really tiny, and they just keep adding on. So it's like a shack that just keeps adding on and adding on. So if you're in Asheville, which if you want good beer drinking, go to Asheville because there's what, 10 breweries oh within a mile it's, radius of each other? It's amazing. Asheville is definitely the mecca of breweries and craft beer on the East Coast. For sure. And, and probably in the US. You overall. should make it a destination because it's a super cool town. It's very artsy. And my number two is also there. All right, move right on to that because right this on. is my number two as well. Is it really? It is. Is it Wicked Weed? It is. It is. And the pernicious IPA from Wicked Weed, which we love so much that we went to Wicked Weed and Asheville two different times this year and bought a case of this each time we went because you can't get it in Pennsylvania. It's so good. The brewery is amazing. It's just really fun. They do good food, great vibes, yeah, amazing what, beer. What's cool about Asheville is Wicked Weed and Burrow basically the opposite of each other so burial i don't think they have any food it's just this little small area you know wicked weed is much bigger this brand new brewery brand new like sitting area like really really cool inside really pretty hot not high class but modern and and obviously Trendy. new and they have great food so they're like the opposite types of brew brewery and brew pub experiences but both have phenomenal beer and then there's beer. a bunch of other breweries around so yeah if you like beer uh, definitely go to Ashley. You can go down down to Sierra Nevada, which was a really cool experience. Go over to uh, New, New Belgium, Belgium, obviously the two biggest ones there, but uh, just really cool. So Wicked Weed was my number two as well. Um, moving on to number one, and maybe we have the same number one. This is a beer for me, not a brewery. Same for me, and I'm pretty sure it's the same one because we've talked about this being the best beer we've ever had. Yep. This is the best beer I've ever had, hands down. Um, it's called Sip of Sunshine by Lawson's Finest Liquids in Vermont. You, there, you cannot. It's so difficult to find. 
It's, I mean, I'm when so she thankful. says difficult to find, she means you like to find the beer because you can't go to the brewery. They don't have a brew pub. No. Um, to get the cans, you basically need someone who lives in Vermont to find you the cans and bring them down or for you to go to Vermont. I, occasionally, apparently, you can find them in Connecticut because that's Sometimes. where they that's where they can them, but they're few super, and far between. I guess, tight with their distribution. Well, it's I mean, one guy who brews it all. So it's not that they do it on purpose. It's yeah. that they, they don't have a big system going. True. It's one guy brewing but all the beer. But I feel like now at this point, people know about it and they just do it on purpose to create this mass mania for this beer. So my sister, Emily, who I went to these other breweries with, um, it was her birthday in March and our other sister who lives in New Hampshire bought this beer for her. I, I don't even know if we knew of this beer before this. Did you? I did. I, I didn't really know about it. And we were all about Hetty Topper and can, you, can our sister from New Hampshire please bring this Heady Topper. And our sister Deb brought Heady Topper and Sips of Sunshine. And we were like, this is amazing. And then we had Sips of Sunshine and we thought it was way better than And we Hedy did Topper. a blind taste test. And, and anyone who's a beer nerd can appreciate this between Heady Topper, probably the most famous hard to get beer in the US, and the Sip of Sunshine, less known, but equally as hard to get. And I think seven out of eight people said they like Sip of Sunshine in a blind taste test better than Heady Topper. Heady Topper, very, very, very good, good beer. Very Sip good. of Sunshine, the best beer Blows I've ever had. it out had. of the water. So if you have the chance to get it, I mean... And if anyone knows <laughs> anyone at Lawson's and wants to somehow hook us up with Sip of Sunshine, we will gladly, gladly take Sip of Sunshine as payment for you appreciating this podcast. <laughs> if, you just, if you don't even appreciate it, you can send us Sip of Sunshine. So yeah, our favorite beer experience of 2016 was being able to get Sip of Sunshine and now we're all out. So, you know, crying a tear over here. Hopefully 2017, we'll be able to find some more. Um, on to, from beer, on to dessert. And uh, we said this is going to be a mini episode. We're still trying to keep it. We're moving quick. We're moving quick. All right. Not but, bad. Not bad. Um, on to dessert. And each of us have six different desserts that we want to uh, mention in 2016. I believe. I have six. And I believe yep, you have six I have as well. I have six as well. All right. Go for it. I have six as well. My number six is a funny one. Because when I was looking back over this year, I realized we didn't really eat a ton of desserts. But that doesn't mean I didn't eat a ton of chocolate. And so my number six is a chocolate bar. <laughs> I think eating, not eating a lot of desserts is also relative because I feel like we ate a lot of desserts. Every time I step on the scale, I'm like, oh, I ate a lot of desserts in 2016. I had a hard time coming up with six, but it's because of the amount I ate. The Cadbury Dime, D-A-I-M, chocolate bar, which I, you can only get in the UK. And then I also found it in Ireland and probably bought four of them to take home with me. After eating it throughout our whole trip in Ireland. And there's none left. No, there's two and a half left. But I just looked before this. And we this. still have seven days left in Barcelona. <laughs> so by the end, there'll be none left. Well, I meant to bring them home for my family. But listen, I just found out you can get them on Amazon. All right. So everyone who wants a Cadbury dime um, chocolate bar, the dime is what? It's like, it's like honey. toffee. Like honey crunchy toffee. toffee. Crunch. All right. That's Thank you, six. Maria, um, our friend who lives in England, for introducing me to this amazing chocolate bar. <laughs> My number six, something that I do not think you could get on Amazon, but if you can, that would be awesome. And that is Tutuba ice cream. And Tutuba, we ate in Norway. It's like the best thing, the, the best way I can describe it is it's almost kind of like their cranberry sauce. 
Um, it, it's, yeah, it's I that actually have this on my list flavor. too as number five. So I'll just the jump. tutuba ice cream. Well, just the tutuba in general. Yeah, because it's not really dessert, <laughs> but it's like we ate it with dinner. But it's like they use it the same way you would use cranberry sauce. Yeah, but it's so much better than cranberry sauce, being that it's tastes more natural. Yeah, well, I think because it was homemade. Jellied yeah, cranberry sauce. Sure. Uh, but it was it was phenomenal. And Jason's mother-in-law, a- AD's mom, made this for us. And Travis, like, ate so much of it. I kind of got yelled at <laughs> because I thought it was something you bought at the store because she was taking it out of a container. I Little did I know she had picked the berries on the mountain <laughs> behind her house with their own hands and then made this with their own hands and they only make a certain amount each year. So unfortunately I put a pretty big dent in their tutu, tutu bus stock. Well, let's not, year. let's say, tell, I mean, it was Jason who was giving you a hard time. Jason was giving me a hard time. As if AD and her mom would ever say anything. They were They're not, way of, too course, nice. of course, of course. But <laughs> they do make a tutu bus flavored ice cream, which I did have as well on the ice cream was great because tutu bus is great. So yeah. if you're in Norway, amazing. try to find some tutu bus. Okay, so your number five was My number five tutuba was itself. tutuba itself. <laughs> My number five, ice cream again. This is going to be ice cream that's a little easier to find this is jenny's ice cream we had jenny's ice cream in nashville i believe it's an ohio ice cream yes chain. this is my number four we're, so. all right we're rolling here see we're gonna get through this quickly jenny's ice cream just really really good ice cream overpriced yes i, do I wish it was a, a dollar cheaper yeah but it is worth it i think it's, it's like six dollars or seven dollars or something like for, six a for a small or something but it's I, so worth it it's really good. And, you know, we had it the first time we went to Nashville and we were like, ah, it's okay. And then we just had it again this year and we were like, this is actually really amazing. Ice cream. It, it's very, very good. Uh, they had like an almond butter brickle one. They, all the flavors are good. Very they good. let you try them. So Jenny's ice cream was my number five in Nashville. Again, you can get it in Ohio and they're expanding some. It is from Ohio. I mean, so in that area, uh, you're able to get it. So. Uh, Jenny's ice cream, my number five, my, my your number four. My number four. So I'm what's staying your on the number? ice cream chain. And if you keep picking mine before I get to say them, I'm going to be really mad. I don't think you picked <laughs> this one because you did not have much of this one because I oh, ate most okay. of it. This was Dave and Andy's peanut butter and jelly ice cream in Pittsburgh. Oh, now, okay. we went to All Pittsburgh right. this year. We certainly did not like it as much as we thought we would because the eating just wasn't on par with what we were assuming because everyone keeps saying, oh, Pittsburgh's such a good foodie destination. We didn't find it to be that way, but Dave and Andy's peanut butter and jelly ice cream that we got at the Churchworks Brewery was insanely good. I love peanut butter and jelly. I love ice cream. They did a magnificent PB&J ice cream. So if I, I would go back to Pittsburgh just to get that. Wow. That is saying a lot. And I even you would shared drive it with my six hours well, to go to Pittsburgh for this ice cream. Okay, I'll let you do that on your own. Yeah, I even sh- <laughs> well, I did. I shared this with my buddy I know too. You did. So I only got half Ugh. of a Dave and Andy's PB and it's your cream. number four. And it's my number four. Wow, it's great. Wow. I do got to go back. All right, your number three. I didn't take it this time. You didn't take it this time, and I'm glad you didn't because it's almost my number one. Except my number one is so good. This is. You do know there's another number in there, too. It's almost your number one. Is it almost your number two? No, because two is special, too, (laughs) as well. So my number three is Whole Donuts in Asheville. And I just like it has a special place in my heart because I love donuts. I have always loved donuts since I was a little girl, like when my dad would allow us to get fresh donuts on Saturdays, which wasn't every Saturday, but like special Saturdays. I just love donuts. Whole donut in Asheville <laughs> is a great way after so drinking too much beer good. the night before <laughs> to start your day with a whole donut from 
with a donut from Holes Donuts. From Holes Donuts. Um, also, you know, Vortex Donuts. Vortex as Donuts you is also well. incredibly good. But the great thing about Hole, and I'll just say it quickly, is that they make your donut when you order it. You see them like drop it in the fryer and then you pick the topping that you want on it. It's just really delicious and fresh and honestly the best donut I've ever had. All right. Well, you love donuts. Mm-hmm. I like ice cream. I think I took <laughs> your number two with my number three. Um, that is the vanilla gelateria yes, in Paros, Greece. I mean, I'm surprised that, again, like you said, this is my number three because uh, we ate there once we found this. So it's just called vanilla is is the name of the gelateria. Um, once we found this in Paros, we were there four days. I ate there at least six times because I was doubling up lunch and dinner. <laughs> well, post-lunch, post-dinner. Of course. I mean, come on. You didn't, it wasn't a meal replacement. No, a meal is not complete until you've also <laughs> eaten gelato afterwards to finish the meal. And then you can start thinking about your next meal. Okay. <laughs> um, so vanilla gelateria, there's two of them in Paros, one on the main strip there, one in the old city. All the flavors were awesome. They were so good. But the best, I think, was the yogurt and fresh For- wild berry or fresh- forest berry and forest, forest berry. That's yeah. right. So it's my number two because I like gelato, but I'm not like crazy obsessed about gelato like Travis. Like he's obsessed. But this gelato was so good that anytime he mentioned it, I was on board, which usually I'm just like, no, nah, I'll pass it by this time. But no, it was that good and it was refreshing and it was hot. And you're in Greece and you're like, yeah, I'm going to eat this every time I walk by. Yeah, so we did. So we did. <laughs> if if you missed our best meals, there is also a gyro place right next to Vanilla <laughs> oh Gelateria. That is the best, what we call bang bang, which is like, you know, one after another here. Um, the the gyro from Steakhouse, then right into the oh gel- gelato from Vanilla. Yeah, I mean, that's heaven not right a there. Bad duo. That's not a bad duo. My number two is... Are you going to steal my number one? I am not going to steal your number one because my number one is the same as yours. So you'll steal mine because you go first. Uh, My number two (laughs) is called Malte Creme. And this is what is also known in Norway as Mountain Gold. And it is cloudberries with homemade whipped cream. So... This was made... This was the actual dessert. This was the actual dessert. This was made by uh, Jason's mother-in-law. Um, they call them cloudberries, and cloudberries taste exactly like you think cloudberries would taste, which is absolutely phenomenal. <laughs> I mean, cloudberries, that sounds like this is going to be the best thing you ever eat. Well, it it basically is. So um, they pick these cloudberries, they kind of make it into, uh, they, they just have this homemade whipped cream, and you eat it on top of the cloudberries, they kind of mix it in. It's just like light refreshing it, it was good but i could yeah, have eaten the I whole mean, bowl yeah. of it i had to stop myself that would combine with the tutuba it was like blowing your mind i had already night. gotten yelled at with the tutuba so <laughs> i had to like force myself to go in the other room because i didn't know if like maybe that was the only cloudberries they had for the season who knew at that point um so i didn't want to eat their whole so cloudberry stash but uh multi cream if wow. you can go okay. to norway and, and get multi cream somehow cloudberries um with homemade whipped cream find it it's worth it norway for the win a little bit one. easier to find May, yeah. you know a tiny bit easier is, is our number one our number one our number one so we talked about our number one meal which was at shia in new orleans and also our number one dessert was there 
And we we briefly alluded to this in the previous podcast with our favorite meal, saying that we almost didn't get this dessert because we were so full from dinner, but the server was really insistent that we should probably get this. So not that it takes too much convincing. As you can tell, we love to eat and we love dessert. <laughs> I'm surprised we don't weigh 500 pounds, but... Uh, give it time. <laughs> but we got this cheesecake, this homemade cheesecake. What? I'm sorry, I'm the blinking on the Cake with burnt honey at Shia and homemade and granola and homemade granola on top. It was fantastic. It's yep. It's number one. And and we had I we had some incredible desserts as we just mentioned. This it's the best dessert I think I've ever eaten in my life. So uh, what a way to top off a really good meal. And uh, if the guy is insistent, well, the per- if you go there, the person won't have to be insistent. You've already heard us talk about it. this lobney cheesecake with burnt honey. I-, I assume they do it all year round. Hopefully, I hope so. for everyone else's sake, they do it all year round. If you can get a reservation at Shia in New Orleans, go um, eat your heart's content, and then make sure that you get this lobney cheesecake. It's it's amazing. Yeah, it's the best. I'm gonna dream about it when I go to bed tonight for sure. So there you have it. Our uh, best dessert, best beers, best coffees, and best wine all wrapped up into one quote-unquote mini episode. I know we probably did, did a little we, did longer. Did we hit 30 minutes? Well, we're going to see. After yeah. it's all edited, we'll see. I don't know. Um, maybe we got in there. It is mini because it wasn't as long as the other one. So let's put it that way. We were under the other one. So I hope you guys appreciate that. Of course, if you know, we like suggestions. Well, no, we love suggestions and we love to eat. So if you have any, whether they be dessert, beer, coffee, wine, and we do get a lot of uh, tweets and, and messages, keep them coming. We keep a list. Um, keep them coming. If we ever send out an email and you see it and we mention we're going to a place and you have a place that we should go, let us know um, because we will do our best to get there. We're actually going to a recommended restaurant tonight in Barcelona that someone just emailed us about today. He said, my favorite eating experience because he saw the Best Meals podcast. Listen to it. He said, my best meal in 2016 was at this place in Barcelona. So we're going there tonight. La, La Flauta. Yeah. Las Flautas. Um, so that's from a recommendation from a reader. So thank you guys so much. Um, for those, keep them coming. Remember, at Pack of Peanuts on Twitter or on Instagram. Let us know also your best desserts and beers of 2016. because um, Or wine or coffee. Or let Heather know wine and coffee. <laughs> I, I'll drink the wine. Not the coffee, though. I keep trying it. Don't like it. Um, don't forget as well, guys, everything we talked about today will be... Um, put in the show notes. Okay, so you can get that extra pack of peanuts dot com slash two six two two sixty two. That's the uh, episode number, or extra pack of peanuts dot com slash pods. That's all our of our podcasts. So we've mentioned a lot of places. Um, if you think, oh man, I, I wish I could get that wine or that coffee or that beer that they were talking about, that will be linked up in the show notes. So go use that as a resource so that you can also go out and have some good uh, eating experiences. Don't forget too, we are finding the best places to get you drinks around the world. Hashtag EPOP scavenger hunt. So if you're on Twitter, you're on Instagram, search EPOP scavenger hunt that has all the rules there. Basically, just find the places where we buy wine or beer or coffees for you. Go there, take a picture, let us know. If you want to buy one for the next EPOPer, that's up to you too. So thank you guys for tuning in today. Also, thank Tortuga Backpacks if you're traveling around the world. Check them out, Tortuga Backpacks. Well, it doesn't have to be around the world. If you're traveling. Anywhere. Well, anywhere. Uh, you can bring Next your Tortuga. Next door Yeah, to it your doesn't neighbors. have to be around the world. Uh, <laughs> TortugaBackpacks.com. Use the promo code EPOP, E-P-O-P, all capital letters. That'll get you 10% off your entire order. And now, because my throat hurts a little bit, because I'm a little sick, and we've been recording this podcast, I think I need to go find some good gelato in Barcelona. Mm. I am not surprised. That seems like the only thing that'll make me feel better. 
Hmm. So let's go to Las Flatas. Let's go get some gelato and uh, maybe we'll put them on our 2017 list. So thank you guys for tuning in. And again, uh, let us know at Pack of Peanuts. You can let us know. Um, yeah. Your favorites of the year. Yeah, your favorites of the year. Thanks for tuning in. As always, thanks for making us the number one rated podcast on iTunes. And until next time, happy free travels. I'll show you